the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter! Because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, he, she's wrestling. She's wrestling. Two of us are in swimming trunks and flip-flops because we're going to the pool after this, and one of us has a scarf on for fashion reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's what Producer it's... Producer Chris, I don't know what the scarf is, but it, it's not winter. It's true. I, I got a little bit ill last weekend, so I'm trying to keep the vocal cords warm. He's he's putting the COVID out there to us. Yeah, so if, this is episode 61, so if we don't get 62 in, it's because we have COVID now. If yeah. we sound like she's next week, blame Producer Chris. Uh, by the way, I want to establish it's not COVID right now. There we go. You go ahead. I hope you rapid tested. You were up in Nunavut. I was up in You could have been polluting the great people up there with illness. I got it up there, I think. But oh. at any rate, I did You got it test. up in Nunavut? I did. Highs of four degrees up there. It was balmy up there. <laughs> yeah, well, I went up there without a coat, and it wasn't on purpose. I, oh. I packed my bags, everything I went to go. I just left without my coat because it was 35 here. Did you buy a coat up there? No, I couldn't. You know, <laughs> just it, you walked know, around shivering. You know, <laughs> I did. You know how expensive <laughs> shit is up there, man. Yeah, I know. Um, how much um, would you spend on a coat up there? A lot. I show five hundred bucks. I posted probably. a picture of a bag of M and M's, peanut butter M and M's online. They were eighteen dollars yep. and seventy nine cents. That's a good buy at some places. A box of craft dinners like what five would, bucks. So what would that cost us at Seven uh, Eleven? Oh, the, it was the big family size bag, so it'd probably be. 10, 12? No, eight, eight, eight ninety nine about. So you t- we're adding $10 for, for freight? Pretty much, yeah. And it costs a lot to get crap up there, so it's not like oh, nobody's yeah. getting gouged up there, but it's just ridiculous to buy anything. Feedback from last week's show is they couldn't believe we could do it. They did not think we could do a show of all positivity. And I can tell you that the listenership who scored us, they scored me way lower than you did, Producer Chris. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I got two negative points from two different listeners. Two negative points. Two. Yeah, and I that had... one, the one was the undeniable rant. On. What did I have? I didn't ask for your oh, score gosh. because you're I, negative about everything. You know what, though? I, when I listened to the show again, you, you gave me a couple negatives, and I, did, I do not agree with yeah, them. I, I like to recant those you, because... You were out there talking about Adam Cole needs to go to the gym, and you never got a negative. And That's then, true. I should. I, I was I, like, I've man, got the list here. Still, I should maybe just. This add is one not for fair. We need, I demand a recount. All the, right. Well, if you want to recount it, uh, be she's listeners, do it and let so us know. Even though every listener heard it, said we need more of that positivity. This week, we're not competing for positive points. We'll, we'll do our best, but we're not. We're, we're there not, will uh, be a week where instead of counting the negative points, we're going to count the positive points. And oh, will I be shameless that week? <laughs> I'll be like, oh, Chris, that's a nice hat. Positive point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were already shameless last week, delivering negative news in a positive tone. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then there's also our friend Dave Cote, who's a very regular listener. He will be happy to know that one of us went to a local show this week. I tried to get you to go. 
Oh, after that bomber game, one, I was in no mood for it. And two, I was, I would not, have, I would have fallen asleep. The first time, the first match that wasn't good, I would have been there falling asleep. Someone, and it's a bar show, like, you know, like, yeah. We're talking CWE's Lethal Lottery, of course. Because we are recording on a Saturday. Yes. yes. First time ever. Unconventional. Very unconventional. Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, that's why we're going to a pool. That's right. All right. Um, what did you know? At, what did you notice at CW? How, first, how is the health of promoter Danny Duggan? So Danny uh, was just discharged from the hospital. Um, he had his, his leg uh, in a pretty heavy bandage. Uh, I believe it was a third surgery to clean up whatever bacterial infection was going on and uh, seemed to be in good spirits. But again, you know, you just get out of the hospital. He's probably, uh, you know, he's probably got some painkillers going through his going through his body. So he just was kind of hanging out in the back, overseeing things and uh, seemed to be in good spirits. But yeah, he's it's going to be a while. His, his leg is like full bandaged. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, what were your observations from the show? I, uh, so CWE, uh, did their rookies show, um, Friday night. And of course they're back again on August 25th, but, um, it was a good show. You know what? The house was apparently a little bit down from previous shows, but that's to be expected in the summer. Summertime blues. You know, summer on a Friday. Um, it was nice out. Yeah, it was very nice. Red River X is in town. Yep. You know, so, I mean, uh, overall, I thought the show was actually very entertaining. And, of course, people listening who don't who aren't aware, the Lethal Lottery is essentially you throw everybody's name in the hat and fans pick the matches right out of the hat. So they have to call it out there, obviously. Yeah, so they're learning on the fly. There's a lot of green guys on the show. I mean... The roster is all on standby because the kids are on. Wait. So you got to be in gear and ready to go. Well, the funny thing is the first match was Bobby Shink against Rob Stardom. Yeah. So right there, you're taking two more established guys right off the board. Yeah. Right. So and there's a there's a cup. There are two, three guys from Primos, were on the show, which we'll talk working about. together or no. Nope. But you know, you take two established guys. You know, ideally, you'd put those established guys with the green guy, but yep. now they're working each other, so they're off the board. So the chances of a catastrophe go up exponentially, right? How was Bobby Shink versus Rob Stardom? I thought it went a little long. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was, it was good. Um, Stardom went over in that one, and uh, what was the finish? I'm trying to remember, I think it was something pretty simple. I think it was like just some maybe a brain brain buster. I think it might have been. And so Bob, so there's no politics there. Bobby Shink is the WPW heavyweight champion. Well, I. Your guess is as good as mine. You can read between the lines there. I, I don't know. Nobody... Guy's got to protect himself or not take outside bookings. If you're going to take a championship belt from one local company, and you're going to take a booking from another, you've got to make sure that your credibility as a top guy is protected. And one of their tag team That's guy, not Bryce, Bryce Bentley, did a job too in the tournament. Well, I'm a, I'm a believer that... Okay, I didn't know this, so let me just go off. I'm going to try to be positive about it. <laughs> I am a believer that you... Should have some respect for yes. the other office, basically. Well, and here's the thing. It's not any. It's not CWE's fault. Mm. Hey, do you want the booking? Yes, I want the booking. Okay, here's the concept. Okay. Now, first and foremost, the minute you take the top guy spot in one office, you say to the other offices... I don't think I'm going to take bookings while I'm carrying this belt. It's about exclusivity. That's what it right. comes down to. It's even most important when you're going to be the most marketed guy for that one company, then you should say, I'm going to be with this company until at least I'm not champion. You know, and, and in Bobby Shink's 
events. It's again, it's on the fly. So they didn't know this match no, was exactly. happening. And the other thing is, should he have said that? Probably. Would he feel comfortable pulling that card? Probably not. Probably so not. don't put yourself in that position. <clears throat> Fair. Okay. I don't care. Let's say, let's say the payoff is three figures. Okay. I can get, okay, this is now, and the guy is chasing every opportunity he gets. I have a lot of respect for Bobby Shank. But have respect, have that same respect that you expect guys like me to have for you as a professional wrestling talent. Have that same respect yeah. for the company that's really rolling with you. And it was it was weird because he was like, so when you win your match, you advance yeah. to a tag team elimination match, right? Which is what they needed him to do, right? And then he was just kind of you. You have a guy who is like the heavyweight champion of WPW, and he just kind of he's hanging out in the back the whole night. Like this is a guy that can enhance your show, yeah. Put a better match on compared to some of the other you know, people perhaps, why would you not want to put him? I mean, and you know, God bless Rob Stardom. Love the guy. But I mean, like, what, I don't know. Like, is, does that move the needle regardless if yeah. Rob Stardom wins? I'm, side tra- I'm sidetracking the conversation. Yeah. I'm sorry for that. No, no, it's good. But here's the reality. Where Bobby Shank, are you the biggest, most marketable star? Let me tell you where that is, where you're carrying the heavyweight title on shows that are drawing 500 people and 1,000 people, and people are paying $35 a ticket to see you. 50 on Ticketmaster. Yes, yes. So you're, you have to stop looking at the world as, I'm a professional wrestler trying to make a living, and you have to start saying, hey, I'm being marketed as a local celebrity. And I need to carry myself to that standard. It's all at work. And I know that better than anybody. Mm -hmm. And if I had a guy in a locker room and I was the booker and he's accepted my payoff and I said, here's the finish. And he said, but I'm the champion for the other company. Then I say, their booking is next week and you need to go to that. I'm moving to the next guy. But Bobby Shink has to not put the companies in that position. It's a bad move. I'm, I'm actually... It, it's, it's a bad move for sure. I don't think it hurts Bobby Shink quite as doesn't bad. It doesn't hurt WPW either because as, it's a different yeah. audience, but it the perception of it is awful. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I think it doesn't hurt Bobby Shink quite as bad because it's Rob you Stardom. You defend Ima- Bobby Shink on everything. Imagine if it was one of the you know other guys, one of the other poor guys who went over on... Well, Rob Stardom going over, at least it's like legitimate, like the fans can believe it. He's a Except Stardom has no relationship to WPW. It'd be one thing if it was Mentolo getting the pin, or not Mentolo, somebody, somebody like, the, yeah. like uh, Sammy, Sammy Peppers. Mm-hmm. Right. So they could say, oh, in this non-sanctioned match, they could then spin it. They can't have him saying, no, you're hey, right. he's our top guy, but he can be beaten by every other company. It would just, guy. It'd just be worse if it was one of the jobbers and, and CW had perhaps decided beforehand because it maybe, I don't know if it's a political thing, but maybe if they had decided, right. let's just say, and it was a job guy that went over, it would be a, it would be yeah, a much worse right. to look. Right. Right. We're not okay. saying that that's the case, but again, no, no, of course, Bryce yeah. Bentley, one half of the WPW Tag Team Champions, also did a job, <laughs> and it was like a backdrop for an angle Ooh. With Marty Gold wrestling in the main event of the next show there in August, that's so not a good look. That was, yeah. And then this, there was all this chaos, and Bryce Bentley was just kind of sitting in the corner, and it just, it, it just was like, I'm like, okay, so the WPW Tag Team Champion does a job, and it's a backdrop for an angle for a guy in his 60s to be in the main event of the next that's, show. That's why it's not a good. So look. it was yeah. just kind of a. It's called business sense, people. Bryce Bentley is featured on those 92 city FM skits that are seen by tens of thousands of Winnipeggers. He also has to protect himself. He also has to say, Hey guys, I'll do anything you guys need, but their show, the big show is in September, September 7th at at the the Burton Cummings theater. Okay. I will be a bigger, I will be able to draw you more business after that show. If you don't 
absolutely piss on me yeah. or, you know, book me badly now, I will be in a better position for you then. And they're paying to enhance me so that I can do better for you. Let's be reasonable with what you're asking me to do in July before that September show. That's okay, an, so, inter- that's an inter- interesting, interesting thought. But should WPW as the company be saying this to their guys? I think they WPW sh- as a company does not play politics and does not put the guys in that position. But here's a, here's a question: If you're Bobby Shank or Bryce Bentley, and your your name is drawn out of that hat, and this is what the match is, this is what the finish is, do you push back? If I'm Bobby Shank or I'm Bentley and I'm in that situation, I'm saying to the as I'm taking the booking, what am I doing so I can get it so I can t- give the courtesy to WPW? So get ahead of it. Yep. So saying so and so, if you if I get my name pulled out of a hat, respectfully, I would like to come I, up with a finish that would respect the other office. Is actually, what, you're what I say if I'm them is I don't think I can do this booking because there's too many variables that I can't get cleared with the company I owe a little bit of respect to. I would be saying, just tell me exactly what you need me to do. I'm going to give a courtesy to WPW that this is what I'm doing on another show, just so that they're not sitting there going, God, this looks bad. I guarantee you, Devin's going to look at it a different way. He's going to say, Nobody sees that show. Yeah, nobody nobody sees that show. He's not going to be concerned about it. It's a different audience is what he's going to say. Not that nobody sees it. It's a different audience. We can get past this. And he might say, hey, guys, like, don't put, don't do that again. Well, that's that's what what I was getting at. Like, as a company, they should maybe send out an email to the guys like, look, guys, take care of your image. We've got a big show coming up. You know, just little things like that. Maybe send out an email. They shouldn't have to. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what you're going to say. They shouldn't have to. The guys should Devin, know it, but they don't. Devin's a lot different booker than I am. What I immediately would have done is, hey, guys, I'm sorry that you're you in a position. To, no. Hey, guys, I'm sorry you're in a position like this. It's not good. This is why you have to be more selective. And unfortunately, it may seem like punishment, but we're going to be changing the 92 City FM uh, spots. It's now not going to be you two. I'm going to send Tyler Colton down, who right now isn't doing those things that are compromising our brand, that we're paying a lot of money and creating the market on you. You have to treat us differently because we're doing more mainstream to make you a bigger name. So I'm going to send Tyler Colton instead of Red Hot Summer because I have no control over you guys when you're not booked for me. And I'm sorry, Bobby Shink, but this is bad in the fact that you know, like you can't do this. It'd be like, consider this in comparison to AEW. MJF gets booked in New Japan or Mexico. He's the AEW world champion, which theoretically means his championship is recognized all over the world. And New Japan says, listen, you're, you're going to put over our opener. Yeah. Yeah. Or anyone. Right. And Rob Starnum's an established guy. You're going to put over an established guy in New Japan. All elite. Tony Khan would, would lose his shit. Yeah. And, and, but I don't think Devin's going to do that. No. But guys have to be a little bit smarter. And this isn't negative. Everyone can learn from this. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, Bobby Schenck and Bryce Bentley are the first two guys to learn. Ah, we should have thought of this. And if not, hopefully, you know, you're, if you're for a rest in 2010, for a wrestler to be marketed on a radio station, I had the same problem. We had Power 97 broadcasting live from the venue all day, and we yep. were sending guys to do live hits. And sometimes it was local. Sometimes it was AJ Sanchez. Sometimes it was so-and-so. We were sending guys to do live hits. And I was like, guys, no other company is going to get you live on the radio. So please be mindful. Oh, whoa, CWE is Sunday, and they, they, they promote locals differently then don't do this. I want you to be a big star in the eyes of every wrestling fan in Winnipeg. 
you have to think about that with how you're being marketed. So today, 2023, to be able to get uh, Joe Aiello and Phil and uh, the Kirby, Kirby yeah. to do that with you, to make you a bigger star in the eyes of everybody who follows them on social media, it, it's apples and oranges, but you have to eat apples because they taste better. Yeah. And that's the reality. So I'm sorry that we got sidetracked. No, this CW, is a really good conversation. Yeah. But it's it's reality. And I, 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 it, it dropped in our lap as, as a hot topic. And again, I was talking to Joy, uh, Josh Cheeks Holiday, who's a big time listener oh, good. of our show. And, and you know, I, I told him, hey, you know, we just show up. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. No, exactly. About. There's so no format. This was just And something. there never will be. Yep. yep. <laughs> so this is just something that we... Uh, dropped in our lap. Yep. Oh, but, I am, I'm fired up. But there yeah. were some other... There were some other uh, interesting, um, you know, again, we talked about some of the Primo's guys and I had the opportunity to watch the entire show with, uh, our friend Tyler, Tyler James and Moses Luke. So, uh, <clears throat> does Tyler James know what we do? What do you mean? Does he know what we do? Well, cause he's, he's, he acted like on social media. He's like, he oh, always is listen, like, I've never listened listen, to that. Show. You know what these guys, <laughs> these guys all know what the hell's going on. They all listen to the show. Well, there's Nobody, some... we, we never talked about it. I didn't go and say, hey, did you listen to episode 60? I didn't say no, that. No, he is good, though, at no. not bringing it up. Yeah. Like, he, no, I love that, though. Yeah, you know, a lot of people that. don't bring it up, but it's very clear that yeah. people are listening. Because, hey, the ratings are very, it's very clear that yeah. people are oh, listening yes. to the yeah. show. But, Mondays are a good day in our world. But getting back to, you know, some of the Primo's talent, they had three guys from Primo's. It was, one was, I think his name was Jesse Nash. Mm, okay. Tall, skinny guy, oh, long yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he lost to Jay Rockney. Oh. Which Jay Rockney, again, I think, believe he's trained by AJ Sanchez. Good talent. Jeez, uh, good Rockne. fire. Yeah. Um, look, you know, he's good in the ring. Very basic match. He's green. Um, the match was exactly what it should have been. It was like four minutes and then Jay, Jay Rockney over. I don't understand why Jay Rockney is a wrestler for CWE, former referee, but still a referee for WPW. You'd think that you would start as a referee, then you quote unquote graduate yeah. to be a professional wrestler, and he, yet he still goes back to WPW to be a referee. So I'm not sure what that dynamic is or why that even is a thing. I know. So this happened to why me in it? 1997 in Winnipeg. Why so I used to be the Chalmers Junior Heavyweight Champion and top baby face. Chalmers it was a brand of itself. I think it was CWF, and Candelo would call me. Hey, do you want a ref? Who's on the show? Hey, we got Rick Martel, the model. We got, uh, I, I'm not doing a bad Candelo this morning. Hey, we, yeah, we got, got Bonk the Clown. Yeah, we got Bad News Brown. We got uh, The Natural. We Land got Storm. Christian Cage. <laughs> and I was like, I see an opportunity to network with a great group of guys. As a one-off. Yeah, but it was at the Pony Corral on Nairn, which is very close to Chalmers. So... And Tony paid better for me to ref. Like Chalmers, you sometimes got five dollars as a payoff in nineteen ninety. Hot dog and a handshake. Not yeah. even a hot dog. There was none. <clears throat> and Tony always treated me really like he. he it was Tony always giving me money, and he, Tony had taken me on the road with those guys. It was so I said, yeah, I'll do it. And then Steve Stryker and Vance were starting Power Pro at the time, so I had just quit on Ernie to go to Power Pro and and. Metzler pulled me aside and he said, you ref there, you're refing for us. You're not a wrestler because I'm not going to promote a local guy as a wrestler who's a referee. Mm -hmm. And it, was, it led to a, quite a fight. Like it, it, 
it was hard. I understand. Yeah, I turned, I got, I turned I got, on something like that as I well. I got his point 100%. Looking back, I get his point yep. 100%. And, but I would have probably done it exactly the same way. Now, here, if from WPW's standpoint, it doesn't hurt them that he's a ref for them, and he's a good ref. Yeah, he is. All the WPW refs are good. For CWE, they probably say, listen, you can work for us, but it won't be in an enhanced position. It won't be a feature spot you can be used to help elevate guys so maybe that works and you'll get experience which is good you can go on the road where it doesn't affect the wpw image of you or your image of as a referee for working for wpw and primos they probably think oh well we need guys so you can be a top guy right so but it there is a conflict there the minute you Mm. are seen as a referee it is hard to look at you as a serious wrestler it just seems like a step back to me yeah so i i I would i didn't i don't know and you know he's got a you know good good look you know decent decent body right so i mean uh, it just was unusual that you know sometimes guys start off as referees and then they quote-unquote graduate to that in-ring talent but if as an for experience purposes if he was wrestling completely covered up under a mask which isn't common anymore but gained valuable experience and then developed an angle to as a ref Mm -hmm. surprise people that he had wrestling ability that would be something in itself i think in this case it's probably a case where all the all the promoters are like this works this way and for him, it works, but he won't get a feature spot as a wrestler because he'll have a hard time establishing the credibility. I will say the referees that they had, uh, two guys, I can't re- remember their names, green guys, but I took them both aside in the back and I told them they did a great job. Um, a key to a good official in wrestling, for those of you listening, is you need to be the only normal guy in the ring. You also need to not take away anything from what's happening in the ring. Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. Don't. And if you're doing TV, don't block the hard cam. Right. And these guys, their counts were very, very good. Um, one guy counted very similar to Paul Turner, who if anybody. Tease, tease. I love Paul Turner. I think Paul <laughs> Turner is the best referee in the business right now. And the best um, count, like the best, I don't know what you call it, like three counts or whatever, yeah. How he, yeah. how he does it. Um, you're able to. He's able to do a very close three count because of the, the way that he does it. And you know, for those of you listening, go and check it out. Uh, he's with AEW, so they did a great job. They're at the um, at the guy's shoulders, so their positioning was good. They could probably be a little more animated um, at times, but overall, the referees they looked apart. The black pants, black shoes, striped shirt. So I thought that was a win. Um, and then they had another Primo's guy, something Love Child, Malcolm Love Child, Malcolm Love Child. Good call. <laughs> you just knew that on recall. I did. You know the Primo's roster inside out. Apparently so. You're making he, a comeback. He's kind of doing. <laughs> I'm making a comeback. He's kind of doing like a little bit of like a Spike Dudley kind of a Spees uh, D's. Spees D's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spees D's. And um, but you know these guys, you know. And you know, I was talking to Tyler James and Moses Luke. They they fully like they're like these guys should not be in the ring. Like they're not they're not ready. Yeah. Right. So this guy, who was it? Sean Martins. I think he yeah. like power bombed the shit out of this. I, I I watched Malcolm Lovechild get beat the crap out of by yeah. Kevy Chevy at Rob Stardom's yeah. show uh, at Cinnabon Downs way back. Yeah. So that's why it stuck in my head. The name. Yeah. He took four power bombs and oh. just folded them in half, and his knees hit him in the face on two of them. Chevy put him in a garbage can head first <laughs> yeah. at the end of the match. So I mean, these guys shouldn't be in the ring, and it's not a 
Kate, and listen. Why are promoters booking them if they shouldn't be in the ring? Well, they're just getting, I think they're just getting them some time at, in squashes. I mean, mm. that's not uncommon yeah. in the industry. Like, I mean, when Jay Rockney wrestled Jesse Nash, it was what it was. Like, the guy, Jesse Nash, his strikes were weak. Um, he wasn't particularly strong. But it was four minutes. There wasn't anything, like, the guy didn't look... They got four power bombs in four minutes. That was a different match. Oh. That was Sean Martin's, <laughs> was like, Sean Martin's and Love Child, which probably went too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah four power bombs is four un- power bombs in four minutes. That's is, unnecessary. Yeah, I was and like, then, what? But then James Roth, friend friend of the show, um, listener, listener, good to the show, and James open first, open listener. That's going to yeah. be the new one. Is and open listener, open <laughs> listener. James Roth has a, an event coming up, which we'll get into a little bit later in the show. But um, he wrestled. Uh, I don't know, and we've talked about Tyler James and Moses Luke doing these videos, and they did another video last night from Rookies. They wrestled their flunky, Mustachio. And Mustachio, if you haven't seen him, is basically, looks like kind of like Luigi. I've seen a lot of him on social media. Yeah, so he comes out to like Super Mario Brothers music. and I Exactly. And I will say this. That would get him over right there. I will say this about Mustachio. I don't know this guy. That's the first time I've ever seen this guy live. I will say, in the ring, he's not as bad as the other guys. There are he's got some sort of sense of what to do. He's not a polished guy. Clearly, he needs some work. Like when he when he sits up, he's not sitting up the right way. Right. He's not hitting the turnbuckles the right way. He's not protecting himself when he hits the ropes. Things like that. Sounds like Frank Fiedler. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but um, one thing that he does have, which you cannot teach. He has charisma. He has a presence in the ring. He's good at um, getting the crowd going. Um, if there was a hard cam, he's good at like feeding to the hard cam. He was feeding all the time to like the front. So I thought I was very impressed with his presence in the ring. Mechanics definitely need some work, but he wrestled James Roth, who basically crushed him, right? Yep. As it should be. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was good. And you know who else I saw for the first time in probably 20 years? Ronnie Attitude. Oh, oh. He, you know what? He's been using social media well. And I'm loving his story. So much. Coming back after, I think he went out in 2004. He's been gone for almost 20 wow. years. Yeah. And I saw him and I was so happy to see him. And I will say Always this, a nice guy. The best guy. You can tell when he's wrestling. He is so happy to be there. And he is enjoying himself. And that, it has always been that way when he's in the ring. That, I just get that, like, I'm having fun when he's out there. Because mm. he, that is the vibe that he gives. He's still doing the water I bottle, know I saw that. squirt bottle thing. Yeah. He squirted the these two girls who were sitting on that same couch <laughs> that has been there for 25 years. Since we ran. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah, that couch has some stories for sure. But, yeah, so Ronnie was there. So, yeah, overall, like, you know, great show. Um, CWE Lethal Lottery was won by uh, Chad Daniels. Yeah, he's he's um, the most pushed guy right now. Yeah, him and I guess Mentolo is the heavyweight champion. Yep. He's the Chisel Chad. Chisel Chad. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I, I have a point on Mustachio before hmm. we go any further. Uh, I here's another guy, much like Bobby Shank and uh, Bryce Bentley. So Primos is really working hard to promote Mustachio. Now, is Primos or is Tyler James? And well, Moses whoever Luke? is, like they're re like they yeah. did a lot of social media. That's the only reason I've heard of the guy. Yeah, and they and they did some clever spot like clever bits. Maybe he should stay loyal to Primos right now as opposed to popping up 
so that he can see through this angle that they're doing at Primo's as opposed to taking bookings outside yeah. that could actually overexpose them and, and kind of hurt what Primo's is trying to do. Yeah. It encourages me that Tyler James isn't showing up at CWE to work because, and Moses Luke, because they need guys that brandable as their guys. So it's funny you should say that. We talked about that. Okay. And I had asked them, I said, so what's the deal with you guys? Like, do you guys just do primos and you guys not work at CWE? Do you not want to work at CWE? And, and basically Tyler James just said, Hey, listen, um, they're primos is featuring me in a pretty prominent role. That's what I like to hear. I want to kind of see that through. They've put me in a good position. Same with Mo Luke. Um, he's like, we're doing things in Regina with ringside wrestling. So, you know what? We're happy where, we're, where we are. Exactly. We're not opposed to working other places. But he also said, there's only so many days in a month. Yeah. And I have a family and I can't be wrestling, you know, five days a week. Basically. It's called business sense. It hurts Tyler James to take the other booking and not be featured that way. He is more valuable to see it through with Primos, be one of their top guys, and then say, okay, I'm done my angle here with Primos. I'm ready to come over to CWE, but I want to be continued to be featured, right? You will not be featured if every promoter can just pick you out. Oh, I need a jobber here. I need someone to put this guy here. <laughs> you will not be featured. And every promoter will be like, you're just a, you're just a tool in the toolbox as opposed to being the thing I need to, to, to make the show work. To move the needle. It's not, yeah, it's not special if everybody can have it. I like that I heard that. Yeah. That is, that is good. Encouraging. So, yeah. Uh, give it five stars, the CWE show. Um, you know, I'd give it four stars. I give it four stars out of five. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed myself. It was a good show. Um, like I said, they're back August 25th, which I believe may be head to head. Oh no. With the yet to be announced WPW date. Oh no. Because they are not doing September. Um, they are going to August, which I don't mind because that gives you more time yeah. between, um, I think our friends at show. WPW will avoid that date. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I don't our know what that date is, and by the, you know, I might be letting the cat out of the bag a little bit early, but I heard that through the grapevine. So, um, yeah, but whatever. I mean, event center guy knows yeah. events that haven't been announced yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's his I job. My, I have my stooges yeah. everywhere. So five stars, you say four, four stars. Four stars. I enjoyed myself. Great show. Uh, I would definitely go back. I need to acknowledge something. I failed the listeners here. Um, we were going to have Chad Daniels on around the time that he went to go do Jacques Rougeau's project, and I failed that. Speaking of Jacques Rougeau, they've added dates to yes. him for CWEs coming to Winnipeg. I will go to that as long as it's not conflicting with my bomber schedule, which I don't think it is. I think it's the night before Banjo Bowl. Isn't yeah. it September 9th? I believe so. And it sounds like he's not wrestling, but they said that about Paul Orndorff when he came here. Yeah, yeah that, they agree so that I'll he's leave, not. Yeah, they I'll agree that he's not wrestling. I will not if, be surprised to see him. If they can convince him to wrestle yeah. or do a spot, they will. Jake Roberts was the same way. They also probably don't want to have that conversation prior to him getting to town because he'll probably try and gouge the promoter for more money. Yeah, if yeah he's exactly. Actually it's working. a lot easier after he's gotten a feel for it. Uh, what are we at for We're time? At 30 producers? minutes. I think oh. This was a great segment. Yeah. Um, Thank you to going for that. Thank you. And Dave Cote, thanks you for going to a local well, show. Listen, this takes away some of the I argument. don't want to be out of, out of, out of touch. And you, know? you learned a lot of stuff. And like I said, I tried to get this guy to come. Yeah. I called Mike. I go, hey, man, let's go to CWE tonight. Let's do it. So I, I had to work from... 8 a.m. until midnight on the Thursday with the bomber game. You were drinking beer on your patio all by yourself. I'm concerned. Yeah. Oh, but it was good. <laughs> it was good. Well, it, hey, I got a cooler full of beer in the car. Yeah, so as soon as we're done here, we're off to the pool. pool. And 
Scarf Boy is going to sit out on this <laughs> Scarf one. Scarf Boy, thank you. Coming up after the break, I want to talk AEW Collision and AEW Dynamite. And um, there was something else I'm going to talk about. We'll just stumble into it like everything else. This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B-E-E-Z. S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. So I'm amused slightly. I thought to myself during the break, how would Andrew Shellcross have handled his heavyweight champion and tag team champion being used so disregard with such disregard for his titles? So his first phone call would have been to the talent, and it would have been, "Listen, you piece, piece of cheese, <laughs> you got to protect the title. Like, how are we ever going to uh, being a PCW champion is an honor. It's not a right." And he would have cut a promo on the talent first, and it would have been like, "Piece of cheese, PCW pride." Yeah, yeah, this is garbage. Uh, what you did was wrong. You owe an apology to the entire locker room. <laughs> it would have been very, very animated. And then he would have gotten on the computer and he would have typed probably a four-page email Scathing. to the other promoter saying, "Have some respect." <laughs> And then he would have went to his locker room and said, this is why we do exclusivity, you pieces of she's. <laughs> um, and Andrew would be right <laughs> to some degree for every one of those steps. So that's how that would have been handled. Um, pivoting now, who saw AEW Collision, the first episode with CM Punk in Chicago? Yep, and Mr. Anti-CM Punk, what did you think of the pop? Okay, hold on a second here. <laughs> is this where he backpedals? No, no, I'm not, no, no, not at all. Punk? No, no, hold on. Were you guys expecting him to get booed in Chicago? I'm not expecting. I he... wasn't. Okay, yeah. but hold, but here's what they did, and they're very clever with this. <laughs> they do um, collision in uh, Chicago. Yeah, not by accident. CM Punk gets a pop with a smattering of booze. They do a sneezing of a sneezing of bees. Yeah, they do dynamite. Also in Chicago. So he gets another pop. Another pop. So now there's two shows where he's received a pop. So conditioning the audience? Exactly. Yeah. So now they're like, oh, CM Punk's back. We're supposed to like this. Now, we are on Saturday. Tomorrow is Forbidden Door. Tonight For is Collision. Days. I, I'm going to guarantee you that CM Punk is booed. And by the time this, hap this airs, we'll know. But I don't feel that the All Elite Wrestling fans will be behind CM Punk. Okay. Now I, I think they will because of FTR. I think FTR is going to we'll take, take the stink off because, yeah. because they are universally respected. This has been a work since the start. I'm just I don't saying. want to go into that again. Yeah. Well, I have to say about, that we, when we, we put that, that to bed already. We, I have to say that when we talk about hit, CM Punk. Hit us Punk. with the line. I was right. I was right. This has been a work. Let me say this. Okay, I, don't think, I don't think Tony Khan worries about... Oh, is he going to be seen as a baby face? Is he going to be seen as a heel? 
It does not matter as long as the people are motivated to react because what he has with CM Punk right now is the ultimate solo. Mm -hmm. Like even with like, this is almost, it's not NWO, but he's got three good ponies that have credibility that can say, I don't care. Uh, I don't care that you're a baby face. I'll go into a program with you. I don't care that you're a heel. I'll go into a program with you because it's all about CM Punk. Who's the person that went home? Do you guys know who went home? From Dynamite, no. somebody apparently got pissy. He was there and went home. I, I'm a not sure. Quote unquote, top guy got pissy. Yeah, I saw home. that too, but nobody. I, I would I worry that that's not a leak, is. so that they can get some more. Maybe. And whoever that is then comes and joins them later. Maybe. And they can Could talk be. about but that's it what the CM Punk's angle. promo was all about. Was he cut a perfect promo? He set himself up. Look, I can be a heel. I can be a face. I can be whatever you want to be. Now he's got everybody. The people who hate him are going to watch him because they hate him. The people who love him are going to watch him because they love him. It was a great promo. Yep. Well, it's just like John Cena. It was if smart. they respond, it's good thing. Exactly. Positive or negative. But we talk about whether or not he can move the needle. This week, he did move the needle on the quarter on the quarter hour ratings. Uh, not only that. Ticket sales have picked up in Toronto. But can that be sustained? We'll we'll find out three months from now. Well, it's all in how you present him, and it's all in how... If, if it's as it seems, and I don't believe it's as it seems, if he doesn't absolutely disrupt the locker room and, and the clicks and the chemistry in the locker room, his X-Factor book, the way you can present him as an X-Factor gives you a lot of creative options yeah. all the way up and down. Yeah, it for could, sure. It will lead to money with the with Kenny Hopefully. and the Bucks. I think Kenny is smart enough to see money and understand that in his contract year, every big money situation, Osprey and something with Punk, only allows him to add another million to his deal, or maybe two million to his it's deal. It's what they're setting up, though. Like I hate to say this because you do not need to hear this. I was right, but uh, it made me think that maybe you were maybe you were right the way that they've brought him in with FTR. Now there's three of them. There's the trios. Kenny and the Bucks are bigger than the trios. They're setting up to make the trios division by having these tight. The, no, I don't think they're doing they, that. They, they, I think these they are, guys 100%. are bigger than the trios. What they're doing, they, I you, agree they are, but I, the, it's Tony Khan, remember? No, they're trying to Mark get Booker. Spunk the rub by putting him with an overact right now. Well, I, no, I, I don't I, believe I, that's going to work. If you remember NWO and the way it was presented, they got the tag straps on Holland Nash and the heavyweight strap on Hogan, and then people wanted gravitated to them and wanted to join NWO. NWO became the thing based on the three big stars and they had all three belts. Do not say, oh, all trios, it fits. Trios should be an underneath thing yep. to give three guys. I'm not saying what it should be. I'm saying what it's going to be. Uh, he's I, crazy. I can't wait to tell you I'm right. I don't well, think they're going to position it yeah. with CM yeah. Punk as a trios and champion. If you, and if you put Omega in another trios angle as opposed to positioning him after this year, right now you're brilliantly building Kenny Omega into a top babyface heavyweight champion spot to up to take it from MJF if you slow burn right now and you see the way it, it, it comes to a culmination point. And then you have the X factor of CM Punk who could beat MJF before or after or go right at Kenny the minute Omega becomes the champion. Just keep it slow and stay on trajectory and you've got some money there. What, what I see happening, because I, I kind of thought about it after all of this, is that I think in this magical world, world we're talking about, we see them build to a trios match between the two teams, 
they do a best of five series. <laughs> I could see that happening. Your money is in one match. I, I agree. I agree. By with third this, match, people are going, is, I don't want to see this, this again. This is Tony Khan, though. Remember, he's a Mark Booker. Oh, That's what I see I happening. And then It's after, a lot easier to build to one main event blow off. That's going to be next. So after the trios, they blow off the trios, and it becomes Punk versus no. Omega in singles competition for the heavyweight championship. Never in my life have I seen multiple matches on top maybe two on pay-per-view, maybe three Jericho's Shawn Michaels. If you go to four, people are you get absolute disconnect. It's not the Stanley Cup finals. It's no, not I the agree, World Series. But that's just what I see happening. <laughs> and the other thing I will say, getting back to his promo, when he says, tell me when I'm telling lies, CM Punk is not telling lies. Yeah. Um, and, I, but, and this is hilarious because nowadays, I think the big rift with these guys is... You know, Punk will tell it like it is. Yeah, they don't want to hear the truth. And these guys, nowadays, again, we talked about this a few episodes ago. You can't say the difficult things nowadays because people, their feelings get hurt. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. And I think that's exactly what's going on. Did he do it at the right moment? No. In a press conference, that's not right. Um, no, I, he should be talking to people directly and learning how to m- deliver the message. For sure. So I, I think he acknowledges that. But when he said, like, here's your apology. I'm sorry the wrestlers that you like are softer than you are. He's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. He's not wrong. So you got to have a thick skin in this business, right? And well, I you think did. so yeah. understanding that if this whole thing was a shoot, how is Tony Khan negotiating everyone's sore feelings to allow this shoot promo grow up you're no million, you're paid millions of dollars no. to do this go to work or go home i don't think it was a i mean listen if it makes it to tv my theory is it's it's a work so i think you know when he says counterfeit bucks yeah he yeah. just sprinkles that in there to get the marks talking and, but right? the thing is when you're gonna He's say smart, it though. started as a shoot turn to work i think that they were all because it, it's very convenient that Punk goes off. He was hurt, though, remember? Exactly. Yeah. So he, He's still getting paid. He benefited from this controversy while he healed up. And they eventually, okay, eventually we're going to bring him out and we're going to draw money on and TV interest on him. But the way to keep him in the conversation has to be that everyone thinks he's gone and and he is not happy. And we're if it had been a shoot as seen... Somebody would have got fired. A steel is even back. Yeah. Nobody got fired. Nobody. Well, A Steel was fired until he was brought prove back. Prove to me that he didn't get some sort of money. I well, I can't you can't prove that he didn't, and I can't prove that he did. I he's also CM Punk's buddy. That's why and that's you know what? Was, and if he's working remotely, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I just know. think it's a, a deal where now he's in the CM booking Punk committee. Said, CM Punk yeah. said he comes back or I don't come back, and that might have been part of his uh, deal. Yeah. Who knows? I, I mean, right. at the end of the day, yeah, we'll, we're just okay, so back on back on to AEW TV uh, collision. Uh, what was your thought on their set? Um, I would have nitroed it up a little bit more. Yeah. It was a little plain. Yeah, it was a little plain. I mean, yeah. I, the other thing I didn't like was when they started the show, I would have thrown to Nigel McGuinness and Kevin Kelly immediately. Yeah. Because they just basically said, oh, it's Kevin Kelly, Nigel McGuinness. Like, like just they're not make, a big deal at all. Well, because like... Make a one shot of them though well, to introduce. They're basically saying, well, you know, you guys know who these guys are, so we don't need to talk about that. No, no, no. You should... There should be the fireworks and the pyro go rush... 
throw to them at ringside. Hey, I'm Nigel McGuinness, former ROH world champion. They all know. Yeah. I'm Kevin Kelly, blah, blah, blah. I'm happy Make to, your broadcasters yeah. like it's a big deal. I'm happy to be here. We're excited for collision. They didn't sound like that. They had that yeah. excitement. Then Punk came out. Then they threw to them after the Punk promo. So there's a few little things. I mean, again, we've talked about AEW production for forever. Yeah, uh, They need to work on it, but it's a work in progress. I enjoyed Collision. I yeah. thought it was a great show. Brilliant having a two-man broadcast team. Yeah. Because they needed to get a rid different of different two-man yeah. broadcast yeah. team. They needed its own feel, and they needed to eliminate the clutter of the conversation. They're not like us where we added a third person and the conversation got better. <laughs> yeah. Depends who you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a very true fact. One thing I will say is I would actually change Rampage. I would get Mike Tanay out of retirement either as my color guy and I would get a different play-by-play guy. And I would use Rampage to tell stories on characters, which Mike Tanay does better than anybody. And I would change the concept of what Rampage is. It would still be matches, yeah. but it would be used as character development. Would you use it as an enhancement show? No, because... I would use, uh, I would do competitive matches, but I would use guys that are new to the roster, not development guys, but new to the roster. And it would be not storyline driven, but match quality driven. And when this, and say things like, you know, when this guy debuts on Dynamite next Wednesday, he's just by what we're seeing here tonight, he's ready for that challenge. So it's like the tier between getting hired and developed, and now he's getting some TV time on Rampage, and then he's going. And I would really try to, because it's pre-taped, I would try to get matches that can create a buzz that, hey, this was a four-star match. Hey, this was something that people will want to come see and use a commentary team that's building up the wrestler, not the angle, for what they're then going to go into an angle for. It's like like you're angling for a job. So people are familiarizing themselves with this talent that has, because the only way you get familiar with with an AEW talent is the way they hotshot debut you, and then you only go down from there. Mm. You got to stop getting them hot for the debut and down from there. WWE does it too, though. And Tanae's good for that, because Tanae can tell you what the backstory of this guy is. Especially if it's international. National, you need to sure. build a Tanae, though. Mike Tanae is 68 years old. He's not coming into retirement. But you need to build a new Tanae. I don't know if people... Have, I would imagine people have called Tanae to find out what he's willing to do. Yeah. But if he only had to do, like, hey, you're only going to be doing an hour. We're going to pay you this. We're going to make it easy for you. Mike Tanae is 68. Well, I don't know what he's done in the last He might be able to do it remotely, too. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He lives in Las, you, Las Vegas. You, just, you just need to build these guys. The so other we, we thing... Keep going back the, to the guys that have got maybe two years, three years in the... Yeah. The other thing I would do if I was uh, all elite is I would use Dutch and Mike Tanay to do a segment, pre-taped segments. That would be gold. In HD, talking about doing character development. Here's what this guy, here's what this guy could be, just assessing who it is to help enhance the guys or enhance a storyline. Have them just do clips and produce packages about either an angle or a guy. So people are like, I never thought of it like that. And it adds to what I, it conditions the people to what they see and what they should react to. And I, I think it's easy to do. And Dutch and Tanae have such an ability to tell the story. Cornette does too, as you see on dark side of the ring all the time, but Dutch and uh, one of the, okay, sorry, I have another slot, but that's what AEW should do as a side thought. One of the things that, Dark side has failed on, and they, this has been a great season so far. The Doink one was excellent. I, I would like to see more Dutch Mantel in some of these 
interviews. He was an amazing, I think season one, his narration 10 times better than Jericho. But maybe he doesn't have the affiliation with the topics being covered. Maybe. I would figure out a way to get Dutch in as much as possible. I, I, I don't know, like this season, I think Dutch would probably have crossed paths with pretty much all those guys. Would have Definitely Matt Bourne. Yeah. I'm not sure if he would have Matt Bourne. Candido for sure. In the territories? He definitely touched, he was definitely around Candido and Sonny in 95. Yeah, and he, I, and, and Smokey too. The mm-hmm. early territories of Matt Bourne, I, not Portland, but um, Texas, Florida. Puerto Rico maybe? Yeah, maybe Puerto Rico. Yeah. You'd think he, anyways, he, he would have been a contemporary at the very least, whereas Jericho probably. Well, Jericho's just the narrator and that's because yeah. he's Canadian. He meets, meets the CanCon so that they, because. Yeah. Yeah, people don't know this. Dark side of the ring it's gets money from the Canadian government yeah. Yeah. as CanCon. Anyway, uh, let let's shift from AEW. Let's talk about Matt Bourne's dark side. What did you think of it? Yeah, it's pretty interesting to see. Like, I mean, because I remember, you know, when um, Doink the Clown was around. I mean, that was really a weird time for WWE. Like, you, they were in that transition period, right? Yeah. So there was a race car driver, a yeah. clown, garbage man, a plumber. You know, Mantar. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. they get Bam Bam Bigelow on the roster, who looks like a badass biker, and he's yeah. in a mid card angle. But I remember, I remember specifically when this went down, when they switched from Matt Bourne to Ray Apollo, and it was, I would say, SummerSlam '93 when he wrestled Bret Hart and then like maybe in September you started seeing Ray Apollo and I remembered it because like man that guy has way more crooked teeth than Matt Bourne and he just he just didn't sound the same and I was like yeah no this guy Matt Bourne really made that gimmick he was tremendous with that right and the things that you could have done with Doink the Clown's character as Matt Bourne, where he starts to come out of character more. He starts to lose the paint. Like in ECW, yeah. when yeah. he was born exactly. again. Yeah, exactly. he starts being... That was Yeah, that was good. He stops wanting to be a clown for the sake of his job. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, was it Joker? With uh, It was based on Batman's Joker. What was that called? That was Joker, right? Yeah, I think it was Joker. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, who was the guy? I can't, the guy who played Johnny Cash in that... Uh, anyway... The way that he plays the man, yes, yeah, yeah, and the way he plays the depressed factor of the clown, yes, that would have been Doink the Clown 1995 as a imagine him in the Attitude Era coming back. Rehab, I've gone through drug rehabilitation and I've gone through human skills rehabilitation, and he's brought back because he plays the clown, but he's not a clown, yeah, and he's actually a homicidal maniac. You have you have a good character. There. That's what maybe they were not going in 1995, with. but in Attitude Era, you might Attitude Era. I think that's what yeah. they were kind of trying to hint at at 95. Those they weren't outwardly saying it, but they're saying he's an evil clown. Yeah, but yeah. he was gone long before yeah. 95. No, but that's what they're trying to get at with yeah, the character. Sur- was that he was a homicidal clown. Yeah, Survivor Series 93. That's when they did the the doinks against the King's Court. Yeah, and they had. Uh, that was when that was Ray Apollo's first pay per view event. So I, I I remember specifically in September the TVs in September is when they switched that. Yeah. So, so. Uh, one of the things I would say when he debuts as in the crowd acting as a clown that was in I Canada. Did you know that? Yeah. When it wasn't nope. Or, it was the uh, giant. Sask- okay. Yeah. Versus Sask- because Sask- Matt Bourne worked a dark match in Winnipeg in '92, right? He de- debuted and you were there. Mm, no. I was there. September 21st, he didn't work a dark match? Nope. Okay. He's anyway. Nails came out four times and did the same promo. We're going to talk <laughs> about nails. Again. So when, Knees. when uh, he's in the crowd and he's doing that and it's in the Ico pro era, I actually didn't think it was out of place for WWE. Who's trying to be a circus entertainment act. I thought, okay, they're introducing a clown. Obviously he's going to do an angle and it wasn't that different than, uh, 
Well, had Duke Drossi, Duke Drossi no, hadn't been there yet. Duke Drossi didn't come till 94. Yeah, it didn't strike me as this is completely out of left field. I was kind of uniquely interested in it. I thought they were going to present him as a baby face. And then, they, and then he's not a baby face. And that was actually good booking. But it's just weird at the end of 93. 92 when you're seeing like doink is coming in there and like at the at the beginning of 92 you still had roddy piper carrie von eric rick flair yeah. hulk hogan randy savage sid, jake sid roberts justice, sid ultimate justice. warrior returns and then at the end you're like doink the clown you start getting these i'm like eh. that was a really weird time that was when i honestly started watching way more wcw yeah i i appreciated the presentation the more authentic uh, Southern wrestling as opposed to the sports entertainment. 1992 was Kay Allen Fry's time too before they went to Bill Watts. They go to Bill Watts later that year? Yeah, later in 92. The, the, what, I thought Bill Watts would work in WCW in 1992, 93, but Kay Allen Fry, if you look back at that time, they bring back Steamboat. They they don't have Flair, so it's Sting and Luger, then Luger leaves and it's Sting St- and Vader. Steamboat came back in 91. Okay, Clash so... Clash of the Champions in November 91. This era though where they... Get to Sting Luger, Luger leaves, Sting yep. Vader, Vader beats Sting. They've got a killer heel on top, which should always be good for business. And Starkey 92, they did Vader and Sting for the King of King of Cable. That yep. was excellent. Then in the Watts era, they go to Ron Simmons' babyface champion. Not bad. Then they go Simmons Barbarian, where they should have maybe had a better right. second heel there. They their booking and their product. And I go back and I watch Saturday nights from that time. It's not bad. And that's still jobber matches. But the way that Jim Ross was presenting the angles, the way that the promos were cut, Jake Roberts' sting in 92 was a good angle, even with use of the Cobra. The only thing is the culmination ended up being the king, uh, the spin the wheel, make the deal. And it goes to coal miners glove when it should have been something a little different. That booking was really good. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how we just evolved to that, but uh, it was better in WCW was better in 88 than WWF. It was better in, in 89 was a bad year for 93 WCW. was better. 93 was better. The Vader, Vader era of WCW yep. was good. And even Flair's yep. return yep. after the no compete. And he was allowed to wrestle was good. Have you ever seen the promo where they announced Paul Roma as the fourth horseman? You know what? I just watched that this oh, week. If I'm Paul Roma, I'm like, can we do this differently? Can Arn be getting beat down and I run out and make yeah. a save so that at least yeah. they get a little baby yeah. face pop? Flair's trying, right? Flair's and Ole's tr- there and <laughs> Arn's there and then Paul Roma? Yeah, everyone is expecting <laughs> Tully Blanchard and Paul Roma. And the thing is, Roma was a good wrestler. Yeah, Roma and looked good. Yeah, Roma as a as a... Power and Glory, a yeah. young stallion. Pretty pretty wonderful with Paul Orndorff. Yeah. That was a good tag team. Oh, yes. Everything but his jobber era and then his four horsemen era where he's miscast as a baby face is good stuff. He could have been a baby face if the four horsemen are getting the crap kicked out of them and he comes and makes a save and Flair says anybody that takes our back can be in the four horsemen way better than oh, yeah. the anti-climatic all of a sudden he just walks out and th- that Flair for the gold had some good stuff though it also had uh, Typhoon Shockmaster yeah. Yeah. Trip and then you hear Davy Boy and Sid laughing at him you heard <laughs> no Shivani when he goes oh <laughs> And then you hear, I think Davy Boy, he fell on his ass. And you hear Sid, oh, he fell flat on his like there. And then he puts his helmet yeah. back on. Well, what was he going to do? He's trying to save his job. But then they turn him into a buffoon. Yeah. yeah. Which saw, is hilarious. Yeah, that's all they could do. But that was, 
all of it was good stuff. They found Harlem Heat at that time. They tried to get the Colossal Kongs over at that time. They had- Rick Root is the international champion as they withdrew from the NWA against his series of matches with Ric Flair at Fall Brawl and Halloween Havoc. Very Rick Root was the... You had Vader and Rick Root as your top heels. You can make money because they can get heat on your baby faces underneath. How about Dustin Big- Rhodes is an up and coming baby face? How about Big Sky? He, he very didn't they bill him from Saskatoon, yep. Saskatchewan. No, just, he's, he's coming down the aisle. Our friend Gary Michael Capetta from Saskatchewan. <laughs> Not even a city, just from Saskatchewan. Americans say Saskatchewan funny because yeah. they put emphasis on the wrong part of the word. Yeah, they it's Saskatchewan. Like they put it the on a wand. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there you go. Um, do we miss anything? No. Anything on WWE you want to talk about? You thought Monday Night Raw was an amazing show. Monday Night Raw has been very good. Uh, this past week, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Our hero Vince McMahon put his fingertips on this week's Monday sure. Night Raw. For sure, we got you know we got Money in the Bank coming up. L.A. Knight's looking like amazing. You know, again, yeah. we talked about he's difficult to produce. Take it from me, from what I know of him. But you know what? Organically, getting over. Do you know yeah. how exciting it must be for them? Because they think like this. They start thinking now, okay, if this happens with this guy and this goes this way, here's where we go to at Mania. Logan Paul, L.A. Knight, Roman Reigns, uh, Cody, Cody Rhodes, yep. Cody, and they have AJ Styles in there, Seth, and guys that can work with those guys I just mentioned. You've Brock, you've got so the much Usos. depth. Yeah, Usos. Yeah, and you can start figuring out where you're going to tie the lines together. Gunther. <laughs> Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yes. Yeah, like there's so many hot so guys right now. They're Ludwig Kaiser, future yeah. WWE champion. You heard it here first. And they're riding a strong momentum. I can't wait for Monday Night Raw. Right? I'm looking forward August to it. August 14th here in Winnipeg. Yeah. Are you going to it, producer Chris? August 14th? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. So where WWE is, I tell you right now, they... They are gonna get, they're going to get to SummerSlam. They can't miss to SummerSlam. They're a month and a half, two months away. Then it's all smooth sailing to Rumble. Payback, September 2nd. They've added another pay-per-view event. Yeah. So a month after. You know. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful time for them. What do you think is going to main event mania? Cody and Roman? Yep. And Cody wins this time? Well, I don't know yet. It's, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if you go back to Cody and Roman, it's got to be Cody. Yes, right? yes, But yes. that WrestleMania is also on my wife's 40th birthday. So, so you I, don't care. I will be in some winery in California at the time. So Watching it on a device? I was hoping we could convince her to go to Philadelphia, but no such luck. So you're going to be at a winery? Oh, I, this is a very dry. How would you lazy car winery? We, well, wheeze? <laughs> Wazinery? <laughs> wait a minute. Are you doing... Oh... What? We didn't get enough likes this week. We didn't get enough subscri- We didn't get enough subscription subscribers. Oh, so for me, and lazy- five star. Yeah, because you were supposed to real Karn. Tzu Bz. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it away for free. <laughs> um, yeah. So, are you going to be at the winery watching on a device? No, I will have Is to this watch the it. first Mania you haven't watched live. Well, see, my wife is, you know, she understands. See, I'll never forget how old my wife is because she's the same age as WrestleMania. So <laughs> that's the best thing. But way, way to just put it out on the podcast. Put it out on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> I'm but, sure um, she told me that. she doesn't listen. And, but I'm shocked. She, but okay. she understands, yeah, she understands, though, um, that like, hey, like one day, it, it was WrestleMania in 2013. It fell on her birthday again. So we had this deal. I go, listen, I don't miss WrestleMania. I know it's your birthday. I love you and everything. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go have a nice dinner, have a little thing. 
but then we're going to come back and you have to watch this with me. <laughs> so I made her watch WrestleMania Ooh. with me and she actually enjoyed it. She's like, she said, you know, this is, this is actually a good show. I go, well, yeah, I know it's a good show. It's WrestleMania. It's the best show of, of the year. Right. Yeah. So she'll um, also put us in our place. If we say it's mainstream. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She, she thought fun. she's so funny because she was like, Yeah, I didn't know wrestling was still a thing. I go, Yeah, you know, Vince just closed up shop and said, <laughs> yeah, hey, and nobody it. noticed. Yeah, we're done. You know, uh, I've made enough money, we're out, you know. Yeah. So she thought of it like a TV series though. Like there's yeah. not TV series that go thirty years, right? No, but for sure. Monday night Ron does. Um so you won't be watching Mania. You know, speaking of wives liking wrestling, Sean Brown's wife, we mention him on the show every chance we get. His wife went to AEW Dynamite in Winnipeg. Now she's going to Monday Night Raw. She's a fan. She, right she's on. going with us? Oh, no, she's not going with us because Sean said, are you booked as an extra yet? And I go, well, I'm deciding whether or not I want to do that. And he goes, well, you better do it because my wife wants your ticket. Yeah, but I have an extra pair thanks to our friend Rob Finch, Finchy. He got me an extra pair, so I think that's what's going there, and we'll figure out who's going to go as our fourth wheel. I think I'll probably, I don't know, I'm in a different place this year, so maybe I just want to watch it as a... Fan. I haven't decided. I still have some time. Yeah. Well, it takes right. a little while to get the stuff together. He wants to go on to the Mary Brown's mailbag. What are we at for time, pal? 59 minutes. Let's go. It's time now for the Mary Brown's mailbag. Mary Brown's chicken. Crave delicious. Crave Canadian. Who has 14 Manitoba locations? Mary Brown's chicken. Who only uses Manitoba chicken? Mary Brown's chicken. And who only uses Manitoba grown potatoes hand cut in store? I bet you've already guessed. Even Mary Brown's coleslaw is made fresh in store from whole carrots and cabbage. Download Mary Brown's app today and take advantage of money-saving deals and even a secret menu. You can order ahead to get your Mary Brown's faster. Mary Brown's chicken. Crave delicious. Two questions this week in the Mary Brown's mailbag, but before we get to that, I know, geez wheeze, you have been to Mary Brown's very recently. Yeah, I just, you know, I went this weekend, uh, I had the grilled chicken. Oh, I went off the board, went back to the grilled chicken. It was outstanding. How many wedges did you get? I just got the small wedges, the small taters. Yeah. Oh, taters. Right. But you know what? I I was thinking about good friend of the show, Dan Myers. Yes. How he, he tried the, um, the grilled chicken and he didn't have such a great experience. He preferred the spicy, uh, big, big berry. And you know, when we talk about Mary Brown's here in Manitoba, it's, they talk about on the commercials, it's Manitoba chicken. We just heard it on the commercial. He's in Alberta. Maybe they're getting different chicken. Is it Manitoba chicken in Alberta, or is it Alberta it's chicken? It's Alberta chicken, for Okay, sure. so right there, that's one for us. One for Man- us, we got the better chicken. Manitoba chicken better than Alberta chicken. So, Dan Myers, that might be what you're... That might be the answer to your question. I, I love the grilled. I love the grilled. It's almost it's seasoned so nice. It's even late. Like it's in my orders, it's evenly matched with the Big Mary. Like I'll either get that or that, and it's 50 yeah. 50 whether I'm getting either one. If you haven't had one, run out there and try it out for sure. All right, let's do these two questions here. One coming in from Jason on Instagram direct message. How hard was it for you guys to say positive last week? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jason. Thanks for slipping into our DMs there. I, I mean, I, I don't think we're... You weren't positive. You lost last week. Well, I, I Yeah, you, it was a regular well, week. Well, I'm a heel, you. right? You should, so, yeah, you, it should be my To be honest with this. you, I don't really care. Uh, I, I think we're pretty well balanced. I think we talk about what's happening. If people want to spin that, they think that it's negative. That's their prerogative. Thank you for listening. But uh, um, I don't think we're positive or negative. I think we're just talking about what's going on. Yeah, it's I, constructive. I had a lot of fun try, focusing on don't say negative yeah. stuff. It was I didn't a, think it was hard either. No, 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 it was, I had a blast. I will say this. Um, there's great podcasts out there. One of the most positive ones is Grainmaker. He features a talent. He talks about it. 
And he James a, Roth just on yeah, recently. Yeah. He has a different perspective of he's he's an ultra fan talking about wrestling. So f- you have to be a very dedicated fan or an insider to listen to our podcast and get what we're saying. I'm not right 100% of the time. I'm right a lot. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh, I had to throw the laugh in there so people can see I'm, it's not necessarily meant to be ego-driven. Ego but what I'm saying is today you heard a conversation where I said Bobby Shink should have used better judgment, and so should Bryce Bentley. And I complimented... Um, uh, Tyler James for using really good judgment. Those are things that I can tell you from being around the business since 1997. And I've been in the most heated of promoter battles. So I know how easily a promoter battle, a, a territory battle can start from an accident. I was there when Andrew Shellcross would basically fight to the death or, or seemingly with so much passion because he felt that he either a guy of his got disrespected or his brand got disrespected. And that could happen quickly in this territory with mistakes that people don't think about. What I, what we say here, we create a dialogue, a debate there. Do you know how many times I hear, Oh, you really lit that guy up or, Whoa, you're going to have a field day with this. And it's, it's, it is what it is. Heard that last night about wait till you guys talk about Adam Knight this week, which we didn't even talk about Adam no, Knight. There's nothing to there's talk nothing about. nothing to talk about this week. Did he do anything? No. No. <laughs> I guarantee he's working hard to get on a dark match in Regina and probably in Winnipeg. But that's, that's bad judgment if, if they give him one given his year. He's had a bad year. But anyway, the talk, it's like when you watch, if you're an NHL fan and you watch insider training and you hear that all, or you follow the media on the Winnipeg Jets and you hear, we think this has to happen. We are opinion dri- driven and we give qualifications to where we got this opinion. If, if it infringes on you to buy tickets, then we failed. But if it gives you something to think about and you think, I want to see more of this, then we've d- done our job. And I'll say we've more done our job than ever done any damage to the local scene or to the Canadian scene. And now we do event center. I'm pretty proud of the work we do on BG's wrestling. All right, next question coming into our inbox from Shelly K asking, uh, the Chris Candido dark side of the ring was very good. Do you guys think that if he'd have gotten his life together, that he could have been the champion, WWE champion, I suppose she means. Shelly K did that through our inbox. Oh, I Shelley saw that. That was, that was a message that a while ago. Weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's a while back. It was, uh, it's one that got, it's, got missed. When it's, we're filtering through all the messages, you know, it's funny which ones we pick and choose, but yeah. that was a good one. Yeah, that was, so we're, uh, we're going to tackle it this week. What do you think, Mike? I'm lucky that I get a lot of direct messages that I notice first. Um, the ones that come to, like, the general, sometimes it it's, I'll be looking through, oh, I missed one. Anyway, um, I love Candido. I loved him in Smokey. I liked him as the NWA choice at that time. He fed it to Dan Severn, which I also liked as a choice at that time as NWA world champion. 97, could he have been the ECW top guy? You know, if he was there in 1999, if they had not had the financial fallout, and when Rhino and at the end there, Rhino was champion, Mm -hmm. I could see Candido as a solid choice at that time as ECW world champion. He never would have got the sniff in WWE because he's too short. He never would have fit as WCW world champion. And by 2002, if he's in shape in TNA... When AJ Styles yeah. is on top, there might have been a good program there with Candido versus AJ Styles. So in in the right situation, yes, but in the big, big situation, no. 
Yeah, I agree with that. In WWE, I think he they could have elevated him to the point where he was a threat, but not only threat to Intercontinental. Ex- but no, I think they could have made him a threat for the world. Not a just, skip. They just never. No, not, not even as they, Chris Candido. They just wouldn't yeah. have given it to him. So, right. but let's look at it in who gets it. Jericho gets it. He's not Chris Jericho, even in one. He doesn't have the charisma or the presentation. He doesn't work, work. Might be better though. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't translate in Vince's eyes. That's true. Better story is more important than better match. Yeah. ECW definitely. I agree with that. In De- WWE. WCW never. Candido no couldn't have run with Austin or Rock to get that spot where Jericho yeah, could he, on, the, on charisma. the charisma. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only hope that he had is being a world champion, and you can say what you will about the ECW being a world championship would be ECW in that '97 where he came back really fit, really in shape, just geese to the gills. Uh, he looked great back then with Sonny, yeah. uh, Tammy, uh, your ex. And um, you didn't even sell that when I <laughs> said But, I mean, yeah, I don't think he would have got a sniff uh, anywhere else, again, for all the reasons that you said. Now, nowadays, I don't think I still don't think he would be a world champion, but I think he might be put in a program where he could be positioned at that level. All right, there we go. Two questions this week. If you want to get yours on... Look us up on social media, Instagram, B She's Wrestling, Facebook, B She's Wrestling, Twitter is Total B She's Wrestling. And Twitter our, is just Total B She's. Total B She's. And our email is totalbshes at gmail.com. This is your B She's Wrestling Event Center. Friday night, June the 30th. Boom Pro Wrestling is in Vancouver, British Columbia. Canada Day, Saturday, July 1st. 365 Pro Wrestling is in Campbell River, BC. We shift to Alberta Thursday, June 29th. Clandestine Wrestling Society is in Edmonton. Friday, June 30th, Love Wrestling is in Edmonton. And then on Canada Day, busy day, Saturday, July 1st, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Edmonton. Can-Am Wrestling is in Sundry. And Pure Power Wrestling is in Raymond, Alberta. We move to Saskatchewan, where Tuesday, June 27th, Wavel Stars Renegade Wrestling will be in Regina and in Manitoba. Friday, June 30th, CWE is in Vita, Manitoba, and Canada Day, they are doing a split roster show. They will be in West St. Paul and also Eli, Manitoba. And finally, enjoy Canada Day with Primo's Wrestling at Winnipeg Beach. That is your B She's Wrestling Event Center. That's got to be damn near 15 events, Mecca. Good job. There's a lot happening in Canada. Of course, we have fans coast to coast here, and and you know, specifically in Western Canada, we yeah. get a lot of uh, listeners here. But one thing you didn't mention that I wanted to touch on, our friend Eric Cannon, who was on a year ago, he's announced that he's doing a second Saturday Night Nitro at Mall of America. That's coming up in September. September 8th, I believe. Yes, I'm proud of him. That's great work. That would be a good show to go to. We'll have to get in touch with him, too. But I think that's the end of a bomber game. I think that's Banjo Bowl. Banjo Bowl, yep. That's Ooh. why I missed it last so year. that won't be Rough, but rough. you know that would be one we need to definitely make a, a road trip for but we should also talk about uh, something you know event related and it's coming up a little bit later this summer is a uh, friend of the show uh james roth phenomenal talent james yeah. or sam roth one of the two <laughs> we know it's james we know it's james it's james now is it it is james i think when he, he was james. starting out he's he the real to, deal so james he, roth he changed it well, yeah, when he was starting out, he was trying to get Sam Roth over. Was he? No. no I, think, I think we were trying to get Sam <laughs> yeah, Roth over. We I will say, James Roth, I know you're listening to the show. You're, you wear a singlet in the ring. 
He should not be wearing a singlet in the yeah, ring. He's too too jacked. He looks good. Yeah. Why are you covering up, man? So okay. I, I meant to mention that to him last night, but I but I forgot. If he listens, he'll hear it. He does listen. But what he did open mention listener. to me, open listener. He's yeah. very open about it. Uh, for those of you who may or may not know, James Roth is also a firefighter. I'm very proud of him for that, by the way. Yeah, it's that's... great to see a wrestler that's active in, in protective services. It's great to see a wrestler with a real job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, oh, that would be negative, that, Chris. That's a, that's a negative five. But uh, later on this year in Winnipeg, uh, they are hosting the World Police and Fire Games, and that's going to be running from uh, July 28th to August 6th. And that's when... Uh, you know, various emergency responding athletes from across North America. There's a whole variety of different sports that they're competing in. For those of you who do not know, James Roth is also uh, a very accomplished hockey player. Yeah, I've, no, I've heard that. Yeah. TJ so, Bratt told me that. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, TJ Bratt. Yeah, he'll yeah. always be a friend of the show. Well, you know there, um, <laughs> he will be playing, uh, James Roth that is, not TJ Bratt, for the Winnipeg Smoke in the Division One category. And, you know, if people are so inclined, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, closer uh, to the event, uh, he can go and watch James Roth, cheer him, boo him, whatever you want to do. Buy a Winnipeg Smoke jersey. Sure, he will Number be on the Mecca. ice. He will be on the ice at some point later in the summer. So... Uh, we'll, you know, admission is free to spectators and they can check out the events at uh, WPFG2023.com. And uh, if you follow him on social media, he will be posting the schedule for the upcoming games. So, and it's a worldwide that. event. Like it is a big deal that this is coming to Winnipeg. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Thank you for That'll be a lot of fun. That. Yep. We, maybe that's something we should go to. Oh, I'm supposed to put a bow on it, aren't yeah. I? This is episode 60, 61. 61. So I can't City. wait till we get to 69. What are we going to do? Oh, with that one? <laughs> Adolescent humor. Oh, wow. is that, we should try and get Sunny on that one, maybe. Uh, is I she wonder, out yet? No, I don't think so. Although I, I don't uh, think she's ever going to be out. No, I think uh, you might be able to entice her. Entice her. Interesting <laughs> word. Uh, in the meantime, and in between time, another edition of B She's Wrestling. Happy Canada Day.